Why, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Now listen, the cruise is just about to start. Let me fill you in on a few details if you've never been here before. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that we help you grow closer to Jesus every day. Now, you might be wondering why it's called Biblical Chili. You see, around this table, we have people from all walks of life. Different histories, backgrounds, different futures, even different religious views. But even with all these differences, that shouldn't hinder us from carrying on a conversation. And you stepped in at a good time, too, because the Chili Crew is walking through the Bible from cover to cover. And right now, they're in the book of Exodus. Moses talking to a burning bush, plagues, Exodus out of slavery, and the Ten Commandments. Woo, this gives me the collywobbles just thinking about it. All right, today we're going to be reading uh, chapter 25 in Exodus. Children of Israel have made it to Mount Sinai. God gave them the Ten Commandments. And this is still Moses on the mountain. And God's kind of explaining things to him, kind of telling him how the Ark of the Covenant's going to work. And in this case, like my, my book actually calls it the Ark of the Testimony. So this is Exodus 25, verse 1. Just then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly. With his heart, you shall take my offerings. And this is the offering which you shall take from them. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat's hair, ram skins, dyed red, badger skins, and acacia wood, oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod. So, it says the goat hair. I'm confused. Why is that in a thing? Okay, per color purple is actually meant for royalty, yep. and it's been for a long time. Well, Golden's, blue and purple, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, they're both kind of a royal color. So, brass, silver, and other things, linens, but goat hair. Goat hair is short. You got to actually mix it into other things. So, I wonder if it's saying like goat skins. Or or can you use goat hair to weave it together? To, like you a... can, but you also got to use larger fabrics. So Are you talking about verse 5? Uh, four. Yeah, well, 4. At the end of verse 4. Yep. Oh, goat. Okay, there it is. All right. So I and, saw verse five ram skin. I couldn't find goats for some reason. No, and goat's hair. Yeah. All right. So I I I don't know. I I I've never worked with goat's hair. <laughs> I mean, I've used it before, and I've done a couple other things. But why goat's hair, fine linens, and everything else? That makes sense to me. Goat hair just kind of popped out at me. Just. What curious. if it's cold? I, what if goat hair is to keep you warm? It probably some symbolic. Excuse me. There is probably some kind of symbolism there. However, doesn't goat's hair kind of keep you warm in the desert? It would because the fact that the insulating factors. But I'm also wondering if it could be used for like now that I thought about it, kind of like down or different things like that. I don't know if you guys oh. understand what I mean. But like pillows and different. Well, things right, like that. right, yeah. Like so, you fill pillows with it. Yeah. So it's either that or coats or different things like that. Because insulating factor, like he, Antonio said, it would be, that could be a purpose. 
But I, I do know, though, like the title for this chapter is Offerings for the Sanctuary. So obviously this has to do something with the sanctuary. In the King James Version, that represents the word wasn't originally there. It was just put there by the translator. Yeah, mine actually, mine actually says, and goats, and then the word hair is italicized in mine. So it all, they have to, whenever it's italicized, and that's a good point, Antonio, when, and when, when anybody's reading the Bible, if you see something italicized, that usually means that the translator put it in there only to try to make more sense in the English. You know, they're trying to bring clarity, like kind of like what you were saying, but... But don't they sacrifice goats for goat blood and everything else? So why would they actually even put hair in there? Yeah, I can understand an entire goat because they use that for the Day of Atonement. Right, 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 for the sacrifices. But this is just saying goat's hair. I'll pick up on verse 8 then. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show you. That is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings. Just so you shall make it. Okay, so this is just God like saying, okay, I'm going to give you a blueprint and I want you to make the tabernacle or the, the temple just like this. Although tabernacle means, just so that's clear, tabernacle means a tent temple. It means a portable temple. It, that's all it means. It means we're going we're gonna to set up the temple here, but it's just a tent. Just a big tent. And I think I think this kind of dives into it a little bit. Okay, so the Ark of the Testament. So this is verse 10. And they shall make an ark of acacia wood. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, a cubit and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. All right, so I've calculated this before. Do you guys... Um, let's calculate this real quick. I was going to say, what is a cubit? And wasn't it like a foot? A cubit, a cubit is 18 and a half inches. I got 20. 12. So well, the standard, well, the standard Egyptian cubit is about 18 and a half. 20 is pretty close. Yeah, Moses did their, uh, Moses did his measurements for a lot of what he mentioned in, in cubits. A lot of people believe that they did it in the standard Egyptian cubit, which the standard Egyptian cubit was about 18 and a half inches. Because wasn't Moses actually higher up? because he was actually already in the palace at one point in time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense now. Yeah, so I, I would assume that that would be his standard measurement also. Right. I mean, it's. I think that's a safe assumption. So if we just go 18 inches, uh, so two and a half cubits is its length. So 18 times two and a half equals 45 inches divided by 12 inches in a foot. So three and three quarter feet in length. And a cubit and a half, its height, so that's like two feet, basically, two feet tall. And, oh, a cubit should be its length, and a cubit and a half, its width. So it's a, it's a perfect box. Oh, one cubit and a half. So one and a half cubits thick, two and a half cubits wide. I got about three and three quarter feet long and about two and a quarter feet thick. And then only about maybe two feet tall. So that's, that's not a bad size box. Okay, it's not too bad. So it's made out of acacia wood, though. It's more durable and hard than most wood, registering at 2300 PSI on the Jenkins scale. 
Acacia is 55% harder than European white oak, 23% harder than hickory, and 90% hotter than carbonized bamboo, making it one of the most durable floors of the market. <laughs> Holy cow! Because of its hardness, acacia wood is an excellent material for building furniture, decor, flooring, and more. Man. <laughs> the trees average actually 51 feet. Acacia? Yep. And actually 60... No, what? Hold on. Because I gotta do some math now because they have it in centimeters. <laughs> you know, we have people that are listening that, <laughs> that use the metric scale. <laughs> It's, Sorry, it's, everyone. Uh, we're we're Americans. And 180 inches in diameter. So that's like 10 feet in diameter. 10 and a half, or 10 or 12 feet, yeah, in diameter. Wow. These are big trees. Like I was amazed Man. when I was seeing that. I was like, "What? That's that's a big tree." Wow. So God's having having to make the the Ark of the oh. Testimony, the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Because it's centimeters, it's not meters. It was actually 17 meters tall and 60 centimeters, so it's still okay. 18 meters because, you know, she's got to carry the zero, move the zero over and one. No, centimeters are smaller. Yeah, two meters. Oh, oh, you're saying 182. Yep. Oh, okay, 18. okay, okay. Yeah, I remember how to do centimeters to that. Mm, I, can, I didn't learn it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I had to learn it as an adult. It's much easier than our system. I, no, I agree. You. I agree. Those of you who have adopted the metric scale, two points. No, I can actually do it. Like, honestly, I've actually do it in the gym. I can divide the weights by the kilograms now. <laughs> And actually put it into the metrics of our system <laughs> and actually go in reverse. Oh, oh that's about 25 pounds. Right. I, I can do that now. It's just like, uh, uh, okay, yeah. When I was in Italy and I was at the gym every day, um, I forgot that they used metric systems. So oh. I was putting plates on. I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, this is 300 pounds right here. And I'm just <laughs> lifting up. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> People looking at me funny. <laughs> Did you see how much I lifted? Yeah. <laughs> I really do hate 50 pounds. Good for you. No, I'm kidding. Right, right. <laughs> because it is actually three pounds to their one kilogram. One kilogram know. is actually 3.25 uh, pounds. So when you see the big number, it says like 45 pounds. It's like 20. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 20.4 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he looks at the plates and puts, like, oh, 20-pounder, 20-pounder. Oh, I got this. <laughs> yeah, mean... no. No, it's not that much. Yeah, it's like, front. it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> man, I'm doing great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so, verse 11, and you shall overlay it with pure gold inside and out. You shall overlay it. And shall make on it a molding of gold all around. Verse 12, you shall cast four rings of gold for it and put them in the four corners. Okay, so put them in. Okay, so rings two. Okay, so two rings shall be on one side, two rings on the other side. You and you shall make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. 
You shall put the poles in the rings on the sides of the ark, and the ark may be carried by them. Verse 15, and the poles shall be in the rings of the ark. They shall not be taken from it. And you shall put it, you shall put into the ark the testimony which I will give you. Uh, the testimony meaning the Ten Commandments and, and, and that kind of stuff. Wow, I wonder how, how much that would have weighed. Because, I mean, it's only overlaid with gold. It's not really, it's just covered in gold. So it's not really like adding a ton of extra weight, but it wouldn't be. More denser wood's normally lighter. Yeah, too. well, I, well I, it depends. Right. You'd have to wait until they dry out. <laughs> right. Because when, when wood is wet, man, it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, though. I went on a nerd tangent. Um, I was waiting for you to say, then there was one ring to rule them all. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> and you shall make another ring. And another ring. And you Five. shall make the one ring. No. <laughs> Five for the elves. I was thinking of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Bring. <laughs> Bring. Uh, okay, so verse uh, 17. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length. So that's the length of the, the lid. And a cubit and a half, it's width. Same thing. So that's that's still like three and three quarter wide, feet wide, and like two and a quarter feet deep. Uh, and you shall make two cherubim of gold. Of hammered work, you shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. One cherubim at one end and the other cherubim on the other end. You shall make the cherubim at the two ends of it. Of one piece, you shall make the mercy seat. Whoa. Oh, whoa. I, I didn't catch that last time. Hold on. You, sh you got to make it out of one piece. So they have to carve or shape the entire lid, the lid is overlaid with gold, yes, but... Wait, no, no, it's not. Hold on, hold on. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. So this is pure gold. This is a pure gold lid, all made out of one piece. So they can't make the lid and then make a cherubim and then just, like, stick a stick through it, through the other rest of the gold. or You know what I mean? Like, they can't make it separate pieces. They gotta shape it right there, all into as one solid piece. But... The best way to do that, especially at that time period, is casting. And casting what it took forever. You shall... Oh, yeah, the scripture just says you shall make a mercy seat. Right. But they could have done casting. Right. I don't see why not. They got 40 years in the wilderness. I mean, they don't know it yet, but they got 40 years in the wilderness, so... But the during that time period, the, still, casting was actually done pretty wide. Yeah. Because even the sarcophagi and everything else, like, that was an actual common thing that they did. Well, you're right. They could have they could have carved it out of stone, like the inside of stone, right. and then filled it with the gold and just let it cool for a few days. Right. And then slowly carved the stone away and then, you know, polished the gold and whatever. Not. I would have actually made it out of stone and then actually made a cast out of it. And oh, then, maybe. Then I actually poured the the actual hot liquid metal into it huh i don't know i guess i didn't think about that casting would have been the best way to do it but all it says here is make i wonder if another does another version say like shape the gold or does it just say make it what, i don't maybe god didn't care how it was made at? uh verse 17 then make the arts cover 
place of an at one mid on pure gold must be 45 inches long. This is an IV. This is okay. the international version. Wow, this 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 box just this lid on the box is going to be what four or five times heavier than the box itself because it's pure gold. I mean, it doesn't say how thick it is, but it does say the dimensions, like yeah. the length and the width, but it doesn't say the the breadth, also like the thickness. King James says uh, mercy seat of pure gold instead of just the lid. Okay, so when they were in Egypt. And they were, you know, God said, okay, hey, you know, take your payments, talk to your masters, blah, 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 get get their gold and their stuff and just ask them for it. And the Bible said, I mean, you guys remember, they they were like, now just leave, here, take everything I own, just get out of here, you know, because they were so afraid of God doing another plague, even though, you know, it was all over. Uh, this, what do you, and this is just my assumption, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I would guess that most of the gold that they would have received from Egypt would have been flamboyant, flashy jewelry and probably gold idols. So this, imagine this, this yep. is God's, this is God's way of getting rid of like the, you know, look how rich I am type of prideful thing. Oh, they're melting down their rings, their golds, their bangled, you know, their bangles, their little Buddha statues. And I understand Buddha wasn't around back then. I get it. But but their little statues of, of you know, Horus or something like that uh, that were made of gold and precious, precious gems, they would have melted it all down and had to make all of this golden stuff. And we're not even done because, I mean, I think it starts going into stuff like silver and other stuff. So. Uh, I, hold on, though. Okay, okay. Because I like your little tangent that you went on. Well. About the idols? Yeah, because if you're actually thinking about idols and actually smaller metals and trinkets and different things like that. So we're looking at bracelets, small little statues, rings. What's that and, thing that goes up on your arm up here? Oh my goodness, it's a bicep thing. Yeah, it's it goes between your bicep and that muscle that's in your shoulder. Right. But it's like a golden <clears throat> bang, band almost of some kind. I can't remember what it is. But... You gotta think it's gonna be actually different temperatures. It's gonna be different metals, different things like that. So it's gonna be kind of because then you got jewels and different things like that that you're actually going to smelt down and actually because even if you think about it that way, because it's not pure gold, so it's gonna be multiple different temperatures, multiple different actual things, possibly. So I mean, God's asking them to make it out of pure gold. I think pure gold was mentioned twice. Right, but you're still. But that means they're going to have to smelt it for. Right. Not, is it smelting it for a yeah. while? Yeah, and you got to get it to a certain temperature to actually get the impurities out oh. and all that other stuff. So that's the reason why I was kind of looking up the actual periodic table of this just to see what temperature they'd have to get it up to. I know gold is isn't gold similar to lead. So it doesn't need a super hot... Because, like, I know lead. You can melt lead on a campfire. You can melt aluminum with a lighter. See, that actually makes sense to me now, too, because during this time, they actually used a lot of bronze in their weaponry and also shields and armor. So that would make a lot of sense if they can actually turn their forges from gold into bronze, especially during this time period. Yeah. And so the melting point for gold is 1,064 degrees Celsius... Silver is 961 Celsius, and copper is 1,085 Celsius. 
So it they're all about a thousand degrees. So yeah, it wouldn't have they would have been able to do silver, gold, whatever, brass or bronze. Yeah, gold. Yeah, okay, all right. I mean, I'm not saying it would have been easy. I mean, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's uh, continue on verse twenty. And the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and they shall face one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And in the ark, you shall put the testimony that I will give you. That's talking about the Ten Commandments. Verse 22, And there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony, about everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. So this, to me, sounds like the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones. It is. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, they took it straight out of here. Actually, in Indiana Jones, I believe there were two uh, biblical artifacts, weren't there? The Lost Ark. Yep, the Lost Ark. And then there was the Holy Grail. Yep. Which... Yeah, I guess that's not really biblical. They just kind of made it up. Well, I that mean... That it was... The Knights Templar. Well, they didn't kinda... make it up. It was off of mythology. Right. Well, I know. I just I, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have said made it up. Maybe it's like, yeah, like you said, Knights Templar yeah. or something like that. Some kind of other system would have would have recognized it as a artifact. I could have swore they had four cherubims instead of two, though. No, they had two. Yeah, I remember because I remember when I was a teenager, I, I read this, and then I watched it for the first time later on. And I'm like, wow, they they did a good job. I want to pull this up. Although, right. <laughs> although, while you guys are pulling that up, I'm going to just give kind of like a, did you know? The Ark of the Covenant, which was the box that we're talking about that held the Ten Commandments. It actually held other things also. Like we're, we're going to read on about other pieces of furniture and stuff that were put inside or artifacts that were put inside. In Scripture... The Ark of the Covenant was the most important piece of temple furniture of, of, of all time. Like, it was the most important piece of artifact that, that Israel held dear to their hearts. Like, the most important, right? So, obviously, being the most important... I mean, it was the center of their religious system, for, for goodness sake, for hundreds of years. Did you know? When you read through Scripture... The Ark of the Covenant is mentioned all the way through. Those of you who know who know the books in the Bible, it's mentioned in the books of, of Samuel, the entire Pentateuch, it's mentioned, the book of Kings, it's mentioned, Psalms, obviously, it's mentioned, Job, it's, it's not mentioned, but Job is way before any of this happened, um, Proverbs, this kind of, okay, and we get all the way to the, the prophets, right? Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, whoop, in the book of Jeremiah, the Ark of the Covenant disappears, before Babylon in the book of Daniel takes over Israel. It disappears. And then from that point on, because even when, and if you know the story in the book of Daniel, even when God sent um, or, or convinced, you know, the Babylonian king, hey, send them back so they can build a temple for me because he loved the Lord also, ki kind of. Uh, he sent them back to rebuild Israel and rebuild the temple, yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. We're a nation again. They did not have the Ark of the Covenant still. 
And it wasn't left in Babylon because when you read the list of the items that were stolen from Israel, like, you know, it's weird. It says like 23 golden forks and 67 silver spoons and, you know, 55 golden plates, like weird, weird things. And then guess what? All those things were returned and there's a list of return that's brought up also. And it says the same thing, you know, 65 golden plates and da, 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 and da, 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 da. Yet in both lists, the Ark of the Covenant, the most important golden artifact that Israel had was not mentioned. What was also not mentioned was the 12 branch candlestick. What was also not mentioned was the table of showbread. All of the temple furniture, apparently, before Babylon took, took them over, apparently Jeremiah hid them. Huh. Yeah, because they're never mentioned again. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah's time, it was mentioned, but before the siege on Jerusalem, it disappears. So, and if you guys wanted to dig into that more, that's, that's a very interesting study. So you guys were looking up the cherubim on the top. Uh, what did you guys find out? Right. I... I feel there's a little extra flair, but that's pretty much for Hollywood drama. <laughs> oh, you mean from from Indiana? Right. Oh, probably. Yeah. Right. It's kind of hard for me to see the Sherbones themselves on most of these pictures. I just can't find the seat on any of them. Like, it, I'm thinking of an actual seat. Seat? No, 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 no. It was the pres. The seat was the lid. Oh. The lid itself was the seat because okay. that's where the present, quote unquote, presence of God was to sit. And between the two cherubim. I used to think that one of the cherubims, had, or it's not one, but both of their cherubims had one of their wings each facing downwards and another one upwards. They and, all it uh, says it, it we just read it. Part of the seat. Yeah, as we read it, it just sounds like they're just pointing toward each other. So I guess it could be yeah, that way, as long as they're pointing faces. toward I each other. I see a couple of these arcs here where they're just bowing down and their faces are down, but it says here. They should be facing each other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they should look one to another, meaning their eyes are meeting. Although, well, no, no. Verse 20, the end of verse 20, it says... They shall face one another, and then it says the faces of the cherubim shall be toward the mercy seat. So maybe they are bowing uh, down. Toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubim be okay. So, so maybe the they are slightly looking downward. 23. Okay, so this is the table of showbread. You shall also make a table of acacia wood. Two cubits shall be its length, and a cubit its width. And a cubit and a half its height. So this is a little table. This is not very big. Uh, verse 24. And you shall overlay it with pure gold. There we go again. And make a molding of gold all around. Verse 25. You shall make for it a frame of, of a handbreadth all around. And you shall make a gold molding of the frame all around. And you shall make for it four rings of gold and put the rings on the four corners that are at the four legs. The rings shall be close to the frame as holders for the poles to bear the table. And you shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold that the table may be carried with them. So they made this whole temple portable, apparently. Verse 29 you shall make its dishes, its pans, its pitchers, and its bowls, 
for pouring. You shall make them of pure gold, and you shall set the showbread on the table before me always. So, um, there's now four people that are dedicated just to carrying this. Just want to point that out. Well, the table, probably only two, but I would assume the Ark of the Covenant, you'd have to have four. I mean, that thing would be pretty heavy. We're talking about pure gold. It's pretty thick and heavy. The whole lid is pure gold. I mean, that's a good point. I'm not saying it would be like, you know, 2,000 pounds they'd be lifting, but we're talking about walking in the desert, I guess is my point. Right. If you only got two guys lifting, you know, let's say it's 300 pounds. If two guys lifting 300 pounds, that's a lot of weight, but four guys lifting 300 pounds, that's, you know, that's quite a bit less. That's only 75 pounds each. So, but the table of showbread, it just seems like a small table. Right. And it's not not even quite as thick as the rest. And I think that's actually where they got the idea of the Ark from Indiana Jones because the overlay and everything else. Because they're making it fancy. The, uh, the Ark, it doesn't talk about anything fancy. The only that fancy table, thing is the angels on the top. Right. That table, that sounds fancy. Yeah, it does. Well, because it says it's got that overlay and it also has what the, what do they call it? The molding all around it. And yeah. So that, that would still be a little heavy, but probably not as heavy as the Ark. The gold lampstand. Here's another piece of furniture. Verse 31. You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be of hammered work. Its shaft, its branches, and yeah, this goes into a weird description. Uh, Its shaft, its branches, its bowls, its ornamental knobs, and flowers shall be one piece. And the six branches shall come out of its sides. Three branches of the lampstand out of one side, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side. Thirty-three, three bowls shall be made like almond blossoms on one branch with an ornamental knob and a flower and three bowls made like almond blossoms on the other branch with an ornamental knob and flowers. And so for the six branches that cover out of the lampstand, on the lampstand itself, four bowls shall be made like almond blossoms, each with an ornamental knob and flower. I wonder, what's the significance in these almond blossoms, I wonder? Uh... Also, these this does not this doesn't sound like a normal lamp stand. This sounds like an oil lamp stand. Am I off on that? Because it sounds like they're putting like I oil. I thought it was an oil lamp stand. Yeah, it sounds like they're putting little oil bowls on each branch. I'd go with uh, oil also because the fact that it's one, it lasts longer. Two, yeah, candle drippings and everything else. Right. Yeah. This so... isn't candles. No, it'd be harder to transport that way. Yeah, because you'd ruin the candles and transport. Oil is just you put it in a cask and you're fine. And there shall be, this is verse 35, and there shall be a knob under the first two branches of the same and a knob under the second two branches of the same and a knob under the third branch of the same according to the six branches that extend from the lampstand. Their knobs and their branches shall be of one piece All of it shall be one hammered piece of pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and they shall be arranged, its lamps, so that they give light 
in front of it. And its wick tr- and its wick trimmers and their trays shall be of pure gold. It shall be made of a talent of pure gold with all these utensils. And see to it that you make them according to the pattern which I was shown you on the mountain. Wow. Don't get me wrong, they're pretty, but I don't think... Are you looking up uh, Uh, almond blossoms? Yep. And they're like a gold, uh, white and pink, but they don't look that big. That's pretty. Right. I don't know then. It almost sounds like, and I know they always show something like this, where it's like the, you know, boom, 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 these type of things, the right. the branched candlesticks, but it, to it me... Like letting flowers to me. Right. right. The, it, to me, it almost sounds like, just by reading it, it almost sounds like they kind of made it look like a, like a tree, not like a... That, not like a flat... You know, like when you look it up, it's always like, you know, flat against the wall coming out, just these branches coming straight out. They, it almost, to me, sounds like it's it's branches going, like there's lower branches and there's middle branches. See, because that's how traditionally they look. Yeah. I've actually seen candlesticks, not candlesticks, but candle holders or uh, lamp holder things, similar to what you just described there, Justin. Okay. And I wonder those are more closer than the lampstands that we see in uh, some of the uh, mosque. Right. Makes sense, though. You know what? You know, okay, hold on. And I would love to look this up because I don't know the answer to this one. So if anybody has the answer, please contact Biblical Chili. Any single one of us, we would love to hear the answer to this one. What did Israel do when they rebuilt the temple and didn't have even one piece of furniture because nobody has the, there is no lamp gold lamp candlestick that was discovered. There's no Ark of the testimony. There's no, the original table of, of showbread. Uh, and then we're going to get into more furniture later, but what did Israel do? Because all of these pieces of the furniture were supposed to be used for something. Didn't they remake some of those? They didn't remake the Ark of the Covenant, but I think didn't they remake some of it? They might have. I, this they is what I'm saying. I don't know. The Ark of the Covenant would have been hard to remake because that was something very specific. And if it yeah. doesn't, if that box doesn't, I don't doesn't, think they were allowed to duplicate it. Well, I mean, think about it. What made that box so special? God literally sat on it. Absolutely. Yeah. God sat on it. It was the Ten Commandments that was inside. It was just a fancy box. There wasn't anything special about it outside of what was in it. And so, I mean. Today, it'd be like a piece of history, but it's it's no longer the Ark of Covenant to me. No, and actually, that's very interesting because later on in in Scripture, you find out that people die if they touch it and they were not of the (laughs) priesthood. And it wasn't, you know, a specific ceremony and stuff like that. But because of Jesus, I think you're probably right, Antonio. I think we, because we're cleansed by his blood and we're forgiven by his blood, not the animal's blood. So I think you're probably right. It probably wouldn't. Yeah. It would just be a, Unless a, a there very was some interesting... kind of electricity buildup in there or something like that. <laughs> I don't see 
you know, God keeping that thing as an idol, especially with the new covenant. Right. I think you're right with yeah, that. Everything in that arc was fulfilled and it's still being, well, it, it was all shadow and all this other stuff as well. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, no, well, no, it's, it's a good point. It was pointing to all of this was pointing forward to Jesus in some degree. Yes. I'm not saying that the 10 commandments are no longer, uh, valid. They still are. It, that's specifically in the Bible. The Ten Commandments are most definitely still valid. Uh, what you think about detrimony and all that, I think that's a matter of opinion and requires Bible study and research. What I'm just simply stating is I don't think God no longer rests or, or whatever the proper terminology I need to use is in that covenant anymore. I think it's just a golden box now. Good point. Good piece of history, but after the second coming... I think it'll be destroyed. It'll be destroyed anyway, right? Because the real one's in heaven anyway. Gold is a great conductor. That's all I wanted to point out. And that is true. Yeah. I believe it's, <laughs> I believe it's the highest conductor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is just one half, I think, of the the temple furniture. Because later on, it starts talking about the altars and some of the garments. And yeah. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So th once again, though, I just I, I want to reiterate so people do not get deceived by what Hollywood portrays that Moses walked up there and then walked down with the Ten Commandments. No, he walked up there with the Ten Commandments and God had to talk to him for 40 days to explain what God was going to do with Israel and what what's going to happen. It wasn't just he had to walk up there and wait for God to carve these things out with his with his fingers like. This is the same conversation that's been happening for the last several days to Moses. Like, I'm just saying, if we're putting ourselves in the story, Moses has been up there for a while. Yeah, he would. He does. He didn't just go up there wandering around like you see in the movies. Thunder and lightning was happening, and and Moses was just excited and nervous. And no, he was sitting down having probably some <laughs> form of cup of tea with him, going, "Okay, here's my plans." <laughs> you know. All right, Moses, come on over here. Take a seat. This is going to take a while. Do you want two, two sugars or one? <laughs> one lump or two. By the way, for every day that you're up here represents a year that you're going to be in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> foreshadow, foreshadow. In the beginning part of this, in the beginning part of 25, when we looked up the pictures, check this out. Oh, it doesn't show it in this one. Oh, man. Uh, we were looking up the pictures about it, and this temple like so this is the tabernacle right right and we're gonna it's gonna go through the later on it's gonna talk about what it was this so like this is a fabric fence around it and this was the tabernacle itself it's honestly just wood with like a wood frame and the blankets thrown over top but the the blankets were made of the goat's hair the ram skin the fine linen and the purple and the blue like it was like three to five layers thick of blankets so and we're talking, you know, tarp-like blankets, if you know what I mean. I say blankets, it's actually more like a tarp. You know, like a tarp of wool, a tarp of ram skin, a tarp of, yeah. Yeah, because they tan the hides and actually put them on the ground. So the fur is facing up and the tie, uh, the tan was facing down. Right, so they would they would put it over the tent. And right. yeah, it just it's it's real interesting uh, when we started looking at these pictures because... It's it's just it's it's interesting because like Tom started reading about other some of this other stuff about the the pillars and the plates and all this really cool stuff and it's my question was like 
how do you carry all of this? Like they would have needed a caravan of priests right. to tear all this down and put it all back up. So even with the table and the ark, you're looking at six people. Then you got the candle, and no. that did that did not that candle was oh, not small. No. It was a big I, lampstand. That was probably the reason why God made an entire tribe, right? Holy priest, right? You know, it was kind of like their version of the military. I guess I don't know. Uh, just it makes sense to me, especially if you're traveling around in a desert. More the merrier. You're going to have to if you're walking long terms, like long no distance. Matter. From one right. end of the desert to another, you're taking turns carrying them. <laughs> wow. I- I've had to do this with log wood. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, I was the United States Marine. We've done some weird stuff to keep our bodies in shape. And I can only imagine what these people went through during that 40 years. Oh, yeah. In order to, you know, to keep God's commandments that way, the way that he did. Wow. That took some dedication. That did. To actually run uphill, do all this other stuff. Because, yeah, we're sitting there playing around with the weights. Okay, that table probably weighs, I'm going to have to say, 100, 120 pounds because of how much detail is into that. Yeah. So you still split it between two people. You're still looking at 60 pounds each. Coming Walking, in. going yeah. somewhere. Like, not just let's carry it and move it to the other side of the room. Right. Like, yeah. let's, we're going to travel 20, 20 miles today yeah. or 15 miles Even today. if you put it on like a back of a wagon or something, you got to switch out those horses. You got to get men up there to, you know, take off the wagon. Then you also got to have the take extra the feet. off the wagon. You got to put it on the wagon. There's just all kinds of things that people just don't realize that. Oh, yeah. Because now we got the convenience of going to McDonald's and then actually going to the gas station <laughs> and doing all that other fun stuff where people were just like, oh, it, it wouldn't have been that bad. No. Okay. I watched Well, Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This is Israel, though, because every morning, five, well, six days a week, they received, what was it? Six days a week, they received the flack, the, the, the manna from heaven. And then every manna, evening, well, yep, the quail. Water. Yep, and then the water. So they were kind of pampered in this time, in this era, you know, because the food was literally, all their food and water was literally given to them. So they, they're not playing the survival game at all because they just got to go out and like, oh, there's a quail. Let's just grab it, crack its neck, and let's have it for dinner. Normally you throw a stick at it. Oh, I didn't <laughs> say that they were miserable. But, I just said they were very dedicated. They did have to go through a lot of, you know, extraneous things regardless. You know, they disobeyed God, guess what? They did what he had to do to say, hey, I'm still your father. Right. right. There are some things, yeah. You're grounded. <laughs> no quail for you this week. No quail. No, no quail. quail. No quail for you. <laughs> you get an extra day in the forest, too. all right i'll go ahead and close out uh dear heavenly father we thank you for this time we've had together uh reading exodus uh we pray lord that you please uh bless this time Uh, lord help us to share it with other people help us also to build upon our understanding of you and your character uh, and our faith and trust in you jesus Uh, we love you so much and we thank you in your heavenly name we pray amen Amen. well this has been justin this has been Antonio. Listen, this just because this Sully. is the end of the episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Until next time. You can find Biblical Chili Bye. on almost any social media outlet. 
And if you're not a big fan of YouTube, just search for Biblical Chili anywhere and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Or just go to BiblicalChili.com. Now until we meet again, remember, be part of the conversation. Goodbye. Don't use lead either. That's that's poisonous. So much for painting my house. Ah, <laughs> uh, lead paint. I remember those chips. They were good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. I remember. It's you. the like eggs. <laughs> oh man. Or, uh, anyway, I'm skipping that. One. I'm skipping that one. I'm skipping that one. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm really proud of myself. I stopped myself. Okay. <laughs> we're waiting for you to see. Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.